Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, November 11th, Veterans Day. I'm Wayne Pratt. After Republicans dominated Missouri's 2020 election, the state's GOP leaders see an opportunity to fundamentally alter state government. I hear everybody always say, I got a plan, I got a plan, I got a plan. You know, people are tired of hearing about plans. They want to know if you're literally going to deliver those plans. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum examines what Republicans want to do with four more years in power. The Missouri House has passed a more than $1 billion supplemental budget. Most of the money is from the federal government for coronavirus relief. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports the legislation now heads to the state Senate. The budget bill gives spending authority to Governor Mike Parson to ensure the state has access to additional federal dollars. Representative Kip Kendrick, the minority ranking member of the Budget Committee, says he'd typically oppose giving the power of the purse to the executive branch, but it's the best option right now. We have now become aware of, due to changing guidance, that we can go back up and free up general revenue in the previous fiscal year, as well as in the first quarter of the current fiscal year. Kendrick says spending that money appropriately will set the state up for future financial success. But he says there needs to be increased transparency to ensure the funds are going where they should. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois lawmakers will not meet in Springfield for their traditional fall veto session, much to the chagrin of Republicans and Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. Citing a sharp rise in COVID-19 statewide, the Democrat-controlled House and Senate have announced the session's cancellation. Pritzker says the decision is disappointing. We just have so many things we need to accomplish, Um, you know, with regard to the budget in particular. uh, We have uh, major uh, efforts underway that, that will require the legislature's engagement. The state faces an uphill budget battle after Pritzker's so-called fair tax proposal failed at the polls. The legislature's Black Caucus has been working on a package of equity-focused bills since the summer, including criminal justice reforms in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd. Also in Illinois, COVID-19 patients are filling hospital beds at levels close to the state's peak this past spring. Usage, which includes COVID patients in ICU beds and on ventilators, is most severe in regions outside the Chicago area. Governor Pritzker says his administration is closely monitoring whether to open alternate care facilities to absorb the surge or put a pause on elective surgeries once again. The pandemic is keeping most people in St. Louis at home, and that is driving down prices at the pump. The American Automobile Association says Missouri has the lowest gas prices in the nation. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Missouri drivers who plan to travel this holiday season will see savings at the pump. Gas prices in the St. Louis area average about $1.80 per gallon. That's about 45 cents less than a year ago. Nick Chaberia is AAA's Missouri spokesperson. He says gasoline prices rebounded slightly earlier this year, but are now taking a downward turn. It's really kind of been driven by COVID-19 and the pandemic. 
that really drove U.S. gasoline demand down, um, and it still hasn't recovered to what it was compared to last year. A AAA survey shows that about 80 percent of travelers this fall are doing so by car. Because of the virus, the organization urges people to practice social distancing and wear masks during their trips. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The recent election results in Missouri give Republicans the ability to control the direction of state policy for years. And again, Democrats are on the outside looking in. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Two days after the 2020 general election cycle came to a close, Governor Mike Parson stepped to the podium for the first time since winning a full four-year term. His victory over Democratic State Auditor Nicole Galloway wasn't just big, but nearly unprecedented for a GOP gubernatorial hopeful. Only John Ashcroft won by as large of a margin as Parson in the past three decades. But one thing Ashcroft didn't have was a Republican supermajority in the General Assembly. And Parson says he doesn't want the opportunity to fundamentally change Missouri to go to waste. I hear everybody always say, I got a plan, I got a plan, I got a plan. You know, people are tired of hearing about plans. They want to know if you're literally going to deliver those plans. Parson and the GOP-controlled legislature will get the opportunity to follow through on that statement. That's because Republicans will get at least four more years to place their stamp on state government and on big policy initiatives. Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz, for instance, sees unified government as a chance to tackle vexing problems, such as taxing online retailers the same as brick-and-mortar ones, or finding a new funding source for transportation projects. It could also be a chance to follow through on some of the priorities of the business community, such as curbing lawsuits related to COVID-19. We need to make sure that what we do is provides protection so that we aren't seeing uh, people, uh, you know, being closed or unwilling to open because of the concerns of some legal environment that might exist. It's not just policy where Republicans will have an impact. Parson will be able to make appointments to a slew of important posts, including up to three seats on the Missouri Supreme Court because of age-related retirements. And since the GOP has control over the legislature and the governor's mansion, they'll have full reign over congressional redistricting, which should keep the state's GOP-leaning districts bright red. Much of that freedom with congressional redistricting is thanks to big wins from Parson, who has to sign off on a final map, and senators in swing districts like Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden of Columbia. We don't want to get behind the eight ball on that. You know, I think we want to be make sure that when the time comes to really start the process that we've got the right set of people who are engaged, who have been, you know, doing some legwork ahead of time to better understand um, you know, what that process looks like, because most of the people who are going to be engaging in it didn't engage with it 10 years ago. While Missouri Republicans see the next four years as a time of limitless possibilities, Missouri Democrats are still in the political and policy wilderness. And efforts to improve their stock took a huge blow last week when voters repealed the clean Missouri state legislative redistricting system. That could have made the legislative playing field much better for House and Senate Democrats. In fact, House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid of Springfield says her biggest priority is not necessarily pining for a good map, but making sure children are counted when drawing districts. 
That remains a possibility, albeit one that's not required, under the new system that voters approved last week. Yes, maps are important to us for sure, but my number one goal is making sure that every Missourian who should be counted is counted. Um, and with that being an option not to, um, that's where we're going to be putting our energy. Even if Democrats get a decent state legislative map next year, Senator-elect Greg Razor doesn't believe it will cure his party's long-term woes. Razor is a Kansas City Democrat who grew up in southeast Missouri, and he says his party's inability to attract rural voters to their cause is a systemic problem preventing them from gaining meaningful power. We're on the right side of moving Missouri forward. You can see that at the ballot box when time and time and time again Missourians vote with us. What we have is a terrible branding problem. Uh, we've got to go out, we've got to talk to Missourians, we've got to make sure that they know that I'm not Nancy Pelosi. Still, Senator Brian Williams of University City doesn't believe his party's lot is completely hopeless. He's optimistic that he can find common ground with the GOP on some major issues, including enacting measures that hold bad police officers accountable. If uh, members of the Senate and the legislature acknowledge um, the things that's happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and recognize we do have a crisis around this issue, we should be able to get it done. Lawmakers will know for sure in 2021 what the true impact of all GOP rule will be. But just like the last four years, since Republicans have all the responsibility of governing, they'll get all the blame if voters don't like Missouri's direction. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.